Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ex Nihilo, a Catholic podcast about absolutely nothing. I'm your co-host, Steve Buckland, and sitting in in the driver's seat today, a special guest co-host, Father Chris Dorsey. Thanks for having me back. Uh, kind of sitting in, replacing Father Martin for this week as he is gone. Yep, he is sunning himself on the beach. And if that isn't just a wonderful image for everyone, imagine Father Martin in his little Speedo out on the beach sunning himself, just, just slathering on the tanning oil, relaxing by the waves. Now that you have no viewers left, <laughs> listeners, I guess, for a podcast. That's why it's a podcast and it's not a TV show. So, well, thank you for uh, stepping in and jumping into the chair with us today. It's Happy nice to, of be you back. to do that. It's good to have you back because you were gone. For two weeks. Two weeks out in California for uh, training with the Army, yep. And where in California were you? Uh, Closest to Camp Pendleton, that kind of in between San Diego and San Francisco, kind of in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. And did you have a good time? Everything went well, and there was some good times had. There was also some times that I was wishing I had air conditioning or... No air conditioning? No air conditioning. Got to sleep on a cot with 20 other guys in a tent. Uh, you realize you've fun. signed up for this for like a few years, right? I, I realize, but it also doesn't mean I have to <laughs> have that as a preferred way of living. True, true. <laughs> well, at least you'll be, you're an officer though, right? Because you're I, coming and be in the officer course. So you'll be, are you a lieutenant, a second lieutenant? I'm or? a captain. Actually. A captain. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, more likely if I was deployed overseas, I would have some degree of privacy because of the rank. And so... Would I call you Father Captain Dorsey or Captain Father Dorsey? Usually they say chaplain instead of my rank because the chaplain kind of supersedes rank, although we still have rank so we can get things done. Got it. Got it, got it. So you can order around all the privates and the lieutenants and, you know, lieutenant, get me an orange juice. And they have to go, (laughs) yes, yes, captain. Yes, chaplain. (laughs) Yes, chaplain. Yes, chaplain. Technically, yes, but I don't think they'd uh, appreciate the chaplain very much if he did that. (laughs) Well, uh... That's excellent. That's cool. Well, I think I finally started to get the image of Father Martin on the beach out of my head. So let's get on to uh, to our topic this week. So um, one of the things that you may or may not know, or you probably have gleaned from listening to some of the 10 of you who've been listening all the way through, uh, is that I, I like superheroes. Very, very nerdy. Um, I've dragged Wee Cat down into the, uh, the hole of nerdiness with me. But I also discovered uh, several months back that Father Chris is a kindred spirit who also shares a sliver of nerddom. And so... (laughs) I am also a pretty big uh, geek in terms of uh, comic stuff, all the movies. Last year, made the uh, geek pilgrimage out to San Diego Comic-Con with uh, two other priests. Uh, Who went with you? Well, it was a priest from St. Augustine, Florida, and a priest from St. Petersburg, Florida. You actually got to go to Comic-Con? We went to Comic-Con. Did you guys have to camp out to get into the halls and stuff? Uh, We didn't do any of the giant hall H's (laughs) that you had to sleep out for like a day for, but there's still a ton of cool stuff there and cool people that you get to meet and costumes and geeks galore. And there's been so much in the way of like superheroes have become very modern, very kind of mainstream. Like when Batman came back, the the Chris Nolan trilogy, and then more recently, of course, with Marvel and the Avengers, and then this summer we got Guardians of the Galaxy two bringing back merging comics and great seventies uh, music, and then Spider Man just came out. Spider Man, that was mm-hmm. a good one. Love Thor. 
and Thor's Soon coming Thor out, Ragnarok. right? And then the next yep. Avengers movies next year, and it's and we have Justice League because DC's thrown, and the Wonder Woman just came out, so it's crazy. Yep. Like when I was growing up, Wonder Woman was Linda Carter on television for one hour a week. She had to like, spin around, and she had to costumes. spin around. Yeah. yeah, and we all thought that this the amazing, you know, it's like this golden flash, and then she goes from her clothes to her costume. So it was I, a distinct lack of spinning and. Uh, bright yeah, flashes yeah, yeah, right. in the new movie no but. more bright flashes <laughs> but i am happy dc finally got one right <laughs> it was nice it's, that just passed 800 million worldwide now most wow. people are going to think we're running an entertainment show but we do actually <laughs> have a point to this so in the great pantheon of superheroes whether it's marvel dc uh dark horse whatever your flavor um there are superheroes believe it or not who are catholic or at least are catholic ish um, and so, you know, since Father Martin was here, we figured we had such leeway with the topic, we'd be able to talk about this stuff. But there are, believe it or not, um, there are Catholic superheroes, right? To some degree or another, some more practicing than others. Exactly. Yeah. So we've, we've selected, because many of them are very, uh, not particularly well-known, but we've got uh, seven that we've actually picked out. Um, and uh, our number one at the list, probably the most popular, because he's just uh, had a series, two seasons on Netflix is going to be coming back in the Defenders. What's well, like we could do the and show the at Comic Con, right? Third <laughs> yeah, season? and the third yeah. season on the way is Daredevil. So who's Daredevil, Father Chris? You're going to have to explain to everyone who doesn't know who Daredevil is. Daredevil, uh, his regular name, Matt Murdock, is a uh, according to the show Avocado at Law, a uh, lawyer. <laughs> and sorry, as we said, we're going to be nerds this go, but uh, he is a uh, he is blind. Because he was blinded as a young boy, uh, but in his blindness, he got kind of super sonar vision hearing. Yeah. Hearing. Augmented but, sensory. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so he's uh, able to still know his surroundings from, from hearing them. Uh, he, his dad was a famous uh, boxer, and so he started learning to fight from him and kind of brought those fighting skills to superhuman levels to uh to be daredevil right. and defend hell's kitchen fight right Hi ironic maybe <laughs> hard to say but yeah and also one of the, the things that his dad bestowed on him was uh, a catholic faith so um uh, early in his life uh he was associated um and spent a lot of time at church and praying and it really is kind of for daredevil and you read this specifically in the comic books and i think they started to bring it out even in the tv series um that sense of morality that you know wanting to do good um and but trying to figure out how you know and you definitely see kind of that conflict within daredevil that you know he wants to go out and stop the bad guys which is usually by beating them up pretty good right but he also knows that's not the ideal way of, according to his faith to do that and so there's always a struggle there's usually uh you know going to a church talking to a priest that kind of stuff that features pretty prominently uh in both the comics and the tv show that uh that is important to who daredevil is that there's that conflict within him of uh how how to best be that force of good in the world Right. So Daredevil. Right. So if you haven't checked out Daredevil, be sure to do that. So next on our list, this one's going to really pe take people by surprise. But if you've ever heard of Hellboy, so Hellboy was actually a comic book uh, hero. And then he had two movies with Ron Perlman playing, and they're rebooting that. So they're going to be bringing Hellboy back to the big screen. And I thought Ron Perlman did a great job, so it's going to be hard to find someone to... It's uh, going to be hard, but I guess the guy who created him decided they were going to do a third one with uh, Benicia Del Toro. And... Uh, 
and uh, he decided no. So the creator of Hellboy said no, he wants to reboot it. So Hellboy actually is a, a demon who was raised Catholic. He now, actually, things are really getting off the rails now. <laughs> minor spoiler, but I'm pretty sure he's the son of Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was raised Catholic by his foster father, right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was raised Catholic. And, and he carries uh, a rosary with him. He does. And so <laughs> there's a lot of kind of the nate, uh, predestination versus uh, free will kind exactly. of going on there of that art as from his birth. Is he kind of eternally made for, to be a bad demon go to hell or is does he have the free will to be able to choose to be something better to to actually have redemption himself right exactly and it's good i mean and in a way you know with daredevil and hellboy and one of the things you're going to kind of realize as we kind of continue down through the list is that these catholic superheroes the dilemmas kind of the situations in our lives mirror to a large degree our own um the struggles that we all face between right and wrong between doing what we'd like to do and what we're supposed to do um having the freedom to you know i'm free to do whatever i want or or am i just trying to be free from sin and so you know i think hellboy in a in a real sense kind of as you mentioned illustrates that that just because you grow up a certain way or you're born into a certain family or into a certain situation doesn't mean that that's how you have to end up but i think there's still kind of that strong catholicness in it that like deep down people are good yep and yeah there's a lot of brokenness in there but we're creations of god and so it's not just you know is kind of the more martin luther viewpoint that we're pieces of insert word i probably shouldn't say on the podcast <laughs> here that are covered by a white sheet of god's grace that we're right. actually good but it's god's grace helps us to to bring out that goodness from the the flaws and the the sin that are also there nice all right so that's two uh i know everyone's on edge now waiting for the third one so our third one also comes from marvel comics like daredevil and that would be nightcrawler who was uh most closely associated with the x-men so in the last x-men when they rebooted it with x-men first class and then uh days of future past uh, Nightcrawler was actually brought to the big screen. I can't remember the name of the guy that played him off the top of my head. Somebody famous. His face popped in and out of my yeah. head, and I can't remember exactly who it was. But uh, he is Kurt Kurt Wagner, Kurt Wagner, Wagner. who uh, was born uh, in a circus and is very deeply Catholic. Um, Nightcrawler, if you don't know, looks like a blue furry um well, he usually monster, wasn't yeah. born in the circus. I right. mean, he the movies kind of did that. Yeah. But he usually got his Catholicism by being dumped as a child. Maybe. In a monastery, right? Yes. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Nightcrawler is, 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 and it's interesting for comics, too, particularly when this part of his timeline, because, you know, in comics, people die and they come back. I mean, Superman's died like 10 times and he's come back. Uh, but during kind of the seven, late 70s and the 80s when they were writing Nightcrawler, um, his faith was allowed to come through. So... You know, he spent time praying. He would pray. Um, he would say uh, a rosary. Um, and later, actually, in his evolution, actually became a priest. He did. that. Uh, yeah, there's kind of an evolution of his character. Because when he first was created, there really wasn't much faith there. He's more this kind of roguish, yeah. like, ladies' man type uh, character. And as time went on, that faith came out more and more to the point where they did eventually send him to seminary to, to study for the priesthood where he uh, became a priest. But then... Uh... See, vocations, vocations, vocations. What does God want you to do with your life, right? 
Be a Are you open to the priest? Oh, I'm down for I'm that. A mutant superhero. A mutant superhero who can teleport, because that was like his big power, yeah. is you could teleport. So that would be pretty cool, actually. Just in and out of the confessional. Oh, I have a sick call. I got a sick call. <laughs> you know, it's like, get to the hospital fast. That would be pretty cool. So so Nightcrawler, and then moving out. Now we're moving. We've kind of left the, the fun. Depending on who you are, you've like left the fun of Marvel, and now we go to DC Comics. Um, one of the more fun of DC Comics. One though. of the more fun. So, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Blue Beetle. Now we're a little esoteric. Are you familiar with Blue Beetle? I do know about him. I can't remember his name at this Jaime moment. Jaime Reyes. And he gets this beetle scarab stuck to his back, which... Uh, it's an alien, right? It, it, it is, although evidently we've found out now since DC's rebirthed itself several times that it's mystical. Oh. It's not just an alien. It's mystical. mystical. alien. A mystical alien. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Which, Which is, is probably this... not Catholic, but... Right, it... but Jaime, Jaime, the guy who gets the mystical alien stuck to his back, he is Catholic. And, and uh, that's what counts. And that's what counts. <laughs> He's fighting against the, the scarab that wants him to do all these bad things and shoot people and kill people and take over the universe. And he's like, no, no, that's not good. So it's a real struggle for him. <laughs> the evil is real. It's right in my back. Um, implanted. Implanted in his back. <laughs> so he tends to be a younger, kind of more optimistic than yep. a lot of the others he's that we've dealt with. only a teenager when yep. this happens. So he's like 16 years yeah, old um, and still in school. So, yeah, always a challenge. But he manages to get through. And he's, uh, I guess you see him more in, like, the kids' cartoons, right? Young Justice, which is making a comeback. Season 3. Oh, my gosh. Batman Brave and the Bold. They're going to throw us off of uh, Faith Fit Radio. Really good one. And they're going to put us on, like, comic book radio. No, they can't afford that. Hopefully, Father Martin never hears this. He's going to be he's going to be distraught. Uh, next on the list, we have the, some of you may know also tied into Daredevil was the Punisher. If you go, anyone who goes to Walmart and you see that big white skull on a black T-shirt, that's the symbol for the Punisher. It's a very popular symbol. Nobody knows really what it goes to, but it goes to this guy who was a former military vet, right? Yeah, yep, and uh, cop. Also, I think he was. Or, I think he was. Was just that a different version? Different version. Okay. Current version. He was military vet. A lot of lot of PTSD. Yeah. Um, and uh, his family, I think, was killed by crooks, and so he decides to take on the bad guys himself as the vigilante known as the Punisher. Which obviously is, uh, while he is Catholic, he does not always live up to that faith. Yep. Like set then, there are people out there that are like that, born Catholic. Um, but tending to uh, tending to stray, right? Well, due to some crazy circumstances in this case. But. Yeah, usually like a mother-in-law or something. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> but you, in the Netflix series, you actually kind of see the cool like dichotomy between him and Daredevil of Daredevil being the one who doesn't give in to the darkness, who struggles with it, but keeps his faith, keeps his conscience who he is. Right. Where the Punisher kind of gives in to the darkness and uh, follows those more base instincts. It's a struggle being Catholic, folks. You know? Uh, then next, number five on our list. I'm not sure that she's a superhero, but um, we have Catwoman. So, Catwoman from... Selena from Kyle. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle's Catwoman from, from Batman. And uh, I know she's done some good things along the way, but isn't she's she just a villain? She's always kind of been an ambiguous... She, mm. She's what suits her at the moment. Right. That uh, she's not a full-on bad guy, but you wouldn't call her... A, Good guy? Well, you couldn't wouldn't call her a guy either way. Right, that would be weird. But, um, Catwoman. 
But um, yeah, she's kind of in the the moral gray area. My always my and it's terrible to say this dating myself, but my image of Catwoman was always from the Batman sixty six T shirt uh, oh. TV show okay. when it was like you know just it was crazy. So she had all those guys who were henchmen dressed up with little cat eyes. It was Ugh. it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. So uh, and then last on our list, I'm not even sure again. Hero, anti-hero, he had his own TV show about two years ago on NBC. And a movie a few years before that. With yeah, Keanu with Keanu Reeves. Reeves, which was utterly forgettable. <laughs> Keanu Reeves so. as Keanu Reeves in yeah. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> exactly. So, of course, we're talking about Constantine, John Constantine, um, who dabbles in magic. Devils in magic, but I mean, his his bread and butter is the holy water and the exactly. kind of biblical yeah. bad guys Dab- having dabble in the magic until you need till I need the Lord, and then he's reaching for the holy water. <laughs> <laughs> so where does this all, where are the point? And you know, it actually just popped into my head. I don't know if you remember uh, the Superman movie that came out with Henry Cavill a couple of years back. Unfortunately, yeah. But you know, when he was contemplating what to do, like whether to turn himself in or not, I just remember that he flew to a Catholic church and and mm-hmm. talked to a priest. Yep, it was a priest yeah, who in the garden in the background in that right. stained glass, just a so little bad. on the nose, but <laughs> yeah, just I some overt <laughs> Catholic themes. In case you missed it, you can go back and rewatch Superman. That wasn't Superman Lives, was it? No, Man, it was, Man of Steel. Uh, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. Yep. Superman Lives was the one with uh, Kate Bosworth, right? <laughs> it was bad. Okay. Anyway, so where are we going with all this? Uh, you know, as we mentioned before, Catholic superheroes, um, people who struggle with their faith or people who have a faith life but are called to other things, you know, really, um, you know, is it cool that you can identify with, with people in kind of in a fantastical way? Yes. But I think one of the things that we can learn from these Catholic superheroes is that, you know, even though they're in the fantasy world or they're on TV, is that their struggles, their struggles are real. Um, that the challenges that they face while seemingly fantastic on screen, when you kind of boil them all down to, really comes down to, like, choosing between right and wrong and trying to figure out their own path, um, you know, relative to their to their faith, which is really, for so many of them, an anchor point. Yeah, I like that. You know, for none of them, practicing their faith isn't easy. Right. And it's, they're not one-dimensional characters who just say, oh, no, my faith says do this, so I'm going to do it, or, oh, forget my faith because of that. It's they're, they're in that struggle of, uh, of what to do to, to be both. Yeah, exactly. So how do I live? How do I reconcile my faith with the world and the things that are going on around me and, and, you know, um, and how how do I how do I and, and what's the guideline? So and in many of these you know cases of these these heroes and they as you mentioned they're not practicing their faith, but it's the seeds right? It's those seeds of the faith that come through that ultimately you know end up in many cases or in most cases guiding them to do good. Yeah, and I think you know if you really want to get into the psychology and psychological of it that. You know, a lot of them we mentioned preparing that they're devils. There's yeah, Hellboy, there's weird? Nightcrawler, mm, Daredevil. there's Daredevil. That you know, this this one that the their persona that goes out and beats people up is the devil. Meanwhile, like their regular life, they're Kurt Wagner, Matt Murdock, who right. are very kind, trying to help nurture people. And so there is that kind of battle going on within them of they i mean even when they're beating people up they're trying to do good yeah but there it's that struggle of how to do that that uh is within always the complexity do you have a favorite of these three of these five we can what you mean seven 
Seven. 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 Sorry. Three, five, seven. seven. We did seven heroes because of seven sacraments. Did you know that? I'm just kidding. It, it totally worked out that way by, by coincidence. Um, probably Daredevil. I mean, come on. Because you're, you're young. You're like, like so I don't know what comes after the millennials. I've always wanted to be an avocado. An avocado. <laughs> He's, Daredevil is cool. I think he got a lot of popularity because of the Netflix series. Yeah. But again, you know, the, his law firm is a pro bono law firm. So they don't take any money. They're just out trying to. It, yeah, yeah, they're trying to help whoever, yeah. whoever needs help, which is kind of kind of cool. How about you, Father Chris? Do you have I, a favorite? I gotta say, growing up, Nightcrawler was always uh, him and Gambit. Although Gambit kind of fell off as I got older, and also realized he's kind of a creepy, like oh, yeah. hitting on the ladies all the time. <laughs> but uh, so Nightcrawler has always been a favorite. Although Daredevil. Uh, is uh as i've grown up has become uh bigger i actually have a little daredevil figure in my office uh oh, nice so a pop funko perhaps a pop funko yes <laughs> yes very I've got nice my little team there of them so <laughs> well it's kind of funny um like i always loved uh nightcrawler growing up like mm-hmm. always thought he was so cool mostly because he had a tail I think, and he was German. Who doesn't want a tail? Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> and that he could teleport, which is always, I always thought that was like super cool. But, um, but yeah, well, you know, again, hopefully the fun in it is, is in realizing that, you know, there are touchstones to our faith in, in unusual places. Um, that, um, one of the, the gifts, I think, of, of, of the Catholic faith is that it's so widespread that it can permeate and present itself to you in so many different places. And one of the things that we struggle as, uh, as disciples is, is filling our head with good food. You know, when so many people uh, obsess about what they eat and they obsess about, you know, what they'll put into their bodies, but they think nothing of filling their heads with things that aren't particularly um, nutritious for the soul. You know? uh, just uh, two or three weeks ago, we had the parable of the wheat and the weeds and you know exactly we there's a lot of wheat in these stories that yeah there's definitely some weeds too some stuff that we're not going to take with us but to be able to take it all in and then kind of discern okay this is the stuff that is good that feeds me that feeds me spiritually and you know what these are the weeds that we're going to toss off and yeah it's in there and that's unfortunate but we're not going to throw it all out because of a weed or two exactly exactly so just in case anyone was wondering no it's not heretical to uh watch superhero movies and read comic books so some of us learn to read through comic books like we can nope ducktales nope he read i was uh, i was magic treehouse they're redoing ducktales yeah i know yeah i think they're already redone yeah yeah they got uh david tennant yeah, uh, to be the voice of oh, Scrooge yeah. McDuck, one of my favorite characters, and his giant—I can't wait to see the money bin. So, anyway, now we totally everyone who's like <laughs> sub thirty-five has no idea what Scrooge McDuck and the money bin is, which is probably both of you, right? Yeah, well, Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. Like Ducktales were a lot of my. Do you, you were Ducktales? Yeah. Did Scrooge McDuck have the money bin on Ducktales? Yeah, that he dove yeah, yeah. into. He the, dive in. Yeah, go out the diving the board intro yeah, Ducktales woohoo okay, theme good. song. Yeah. Oh, good, excellent. Like, Donald Duck's Scrooge McDuck, or is this yeah, completely... Donald yeah, Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah. I know who Scrooge McDuck is. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> exactly. Well, just wait. You know, you mentioned Gambit, though, and I can't believe he's not on a I'm Catholic pretty sure race. he's Catholic, too. Because he's from New Orleans. The, yeah. Right? But, I think uh, everyone in New Orleans is Catholic. This was Swamp Thing Catholic. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Now you're really going down. into my head for some reason. I know. I just wish Peter Parker had been Catholic, because Spider-Man's my favorite, and it would have been really cool if he could have been on the list, but... No, he didn't make it. So but we did say the other Spider-Man. Miles Ultimate Morales, Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. He is Catholic. So 
All right. Well, on that bombshell, it's time to end. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll have Father Martin back, tan rested. Actually, let's not kid ourselves. He's going to be totally sunburned (laughs) when he comes back next week. Thank you guys for listening. God bless. Have a good week. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Buckland. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.